Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Thursday, November 2nd. I'm Desiree Frazier. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. You took now you know tens good of well. thousands All right, of gentlemen. Let me ask you this. Did you fire the independent investigator? Gentlemen, we need to move on. We have to move on. There are more questions. That's from last night's gubernatorial debate between Republican incumbent candidate Tate Reeves, and Democratic challenger Brandon Presley. Tensions were high as candidates went back and forth attacking one another's past, campaign finances, and political stances. They touched on a number of issues, including Medicaid, education, economic development, and abortion. In the studio with me are MPB political analyst, Democrat, and former member of the Mississippi House, Brandon Jones, and Republican strategist, Austin Barber. They're here to break down last night's matchup. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Thank you for being with us. At the center of this campaign for both parties is the topic Medicaid expansion. Rural hospitals in Mississippi are in crisis, and many studies have shown expanding Medicaid could help cover losses in revenue. Reeves says he continues to oppose Medicaid expansion, calling it welfare. And here's clips from both candidates about their stances on the issue. It does not make sense for the people of Mississippi because if you were to add 300,000 people to the Medicaid rolls, about 100,000 of those individuals would actually be currently on private insurance. That's private insurance. That's taking 100,000 people that are currently on private insurance and putting them on the government rolls. That doesn't make any sense. These are folks who are sacking groceries, folks who are out roofing houses that are working every day that deserve health care. We have lost a billion dollars a year by not expanding Medicaid in Mississippi. And as governor, I would take steps on day one to expand Medicaid, join 40 other states, take the billion dollars a year, save 34 rural hospitals, get insurance to 230,000 working Mississippians and create 16,000 good health care jobs. Starting with Austin, Presley laid out reasons why Mississippi should expand Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. Just a few weeks ago, Reeves did propose changes to how hospitals could be reimbursed by the state's current Medicaid system. Do you think Reeves' changes are enough to aid the state's troubled hospitals? Did it happen because of the polling data? Uh, Okay, no. I, 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 I think... I think the staying there are a lot of things that I disagree with 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 what how you've set this question up and I think this was a problem with WAPT. This is not the number one issue in the campaign. You set this up as hey this is the center this is the issue that's the center of both campaigns. It's not. Is this an important issue? It is. What is the most important issue right now to the vast majority of, majority of Mississippians around the, in our state? It's jobs in the economy and it's education. 
Those are the two biggest issues. We start this this conversation today talking about Medicaid expansion. WAPT had 33 minutes last night of conversations about Medicaid expansion and hospital failures and this attack ad versus that attack ad before they actually went to talking about jobs, the economy, and education. And I think that is a disservice that we're not talking about that. Is Medicaid expansion important? Absolutely it is. And I know I'm taking my time to not really answer your question because I think this is a real problem when these are how our conversations go. And I'm happy to keep talking about it, and I'm happy to dig into it because I know I took my time, but I think it's a statement that I needed to make, Brandon. Yeah, look, I think – my friend and I disagree about the centrality of expansion in this race. I mean, th- that was the very first policy position that candidate Presley took when he announced his candidacy. And it is a life and death matter for hundreds of thousands of Mississippians. We have over 20 communities that are facing the likelihood of not having a hospital. We have thousands of Mississippians who use emergency rooms as their care physician because they don't have access to, you know, a normal family doctor. And the governor's kind of duct tape and bailing wire solution from the last couple weeks does not touch at all the hundreds of thousands of working Mississippians who don't have access to health care. We've seen expansion be a game changer in state after state throughout the union, Republican states, Democratic states. There are Republicans in our legislature who are desperate to put this up for an issue. And I think we'll, we'll probably see it in this session and the governor's been obstinate on this one, Austin. He's just – he has been the obstacle for something that would help thousands of Mississippians. Love or hate Tate Reeves, he is going to have a strong opinion on an issue, and he's going to stick with that opinion. He did nuance it last night for the first time. I sort of heard him the other day talk about the 100,000 Mississippians who would, who, would, who would fall under the new Medicaid expansion who have private health insurance. But, but I will say – and I'll do this in, in 10 or 15 seconds – the $700 million that's going to come into Mississippi hospitals every year is a huge deal to address exactly what you talked about, the hospitals that are struggling, big hospitals or small hospitals. So I, I, I completely understand that is a big issue that he and hospital leaders around the state have worked on. Okay. When I mentioned before the polling data that show a tight race, that is arguably – some critics say when Reeves came forward with the proposal for creating a plan that would allow hospitals to receive more revenue from Medicaid by paying a higher hospital tax. But he's been working he's been working with hospital leaders for months, 6 months he said that last night. This has been a, this is Mississippi. We don't have blowouts when Democrats are well funded and Brand Presley has been well funded in this race. Our demographics do not set up for that. So this has been a close race ever since Brandon Presley got into the race and was able to raise significant with significant amounts of money, that's when we've had a close race. Brandon. Yeah, look, there's no question that this was too little too late on the governor's part. I I don't want to suggest that – I I don't know what all goes into that. But the the bottom line is this. I do think that health care is a central issue for the state of Mississippi. It has to do with quality of life. It has to do with whether or not people invest here. It goes to those issues you mentioned, Austin. Mm -hmm. I mean, people don't want to put their jobs in places where people don't have access to health care. And we all bear the burden of bad health care outcomes because if we have friends who don't have access and we have to pay for their emergency room visit, that comes out of our insurance payments and out of how we pay for doctors. And so there's 
an economic reality here. There's also a human life reality yep. here. And so I think we'll continue to talk about this until we finally get the courage as of Mississippi to turn the page and go ahead and expect, accept the best game going, yeah. which is expansion. Uh, and I agree. It, this it's, Healthcare is a central aspect. It is a top two, top three um, polling question if you if you ask all Mississippians. But it's, it's broader than just are we going to expand Medicaid or not. That's my biggest point of this. And I, I think you and I agree on the on the on the hundred thousand foot perspective on it's a huge deal. And this healthcare. takes us to another aspect of the same issue is access to health care. Uh, services have been reduced in recent years, especially in the Delta. A neonatal intensive care unit at Delta Regional Hospital closed, Greenwood LaFleur closed, a labor and delivery unit. Some folks now have to drive an hour or more to get to a hospital. Brandon, do you think Presley's plan to expand Medicaid is enough to close this gap? I know we've been talking about Medicaid expansion, but access in terms of access. I I do. I I really do. And and look, for a state that is supposed to be pro-life, we've done a really poor job of taking care of mamas and babies. We have to be honest about that. Our, our, Our statistics in those areas are just unacceptable. And it should be a question of moral outrage for Mississippians not to accept the fact that we don't have communities where moms can have safe pregnancies, where babies can get the care they need in those crucial moments after delivery. And just to not have opportunities for people who are in cataclysmic accidents to get to a hospital on time. You know, you mentioned that hour away from someone's home. That's life or death. That's the difference in a lot of cases with a heart attack or a stroke or some type of accident, whether or not you live or die. And so we've got to answer that question. Expansion goes a long way towards that. Expansion would mean $1 billion a year. That's 30% more than the governor's plan, and that's just for one year, and the governor's plan doesn't even touch whether or not additional people are added to insurance rolls. Austin, your thoughts on that? Well, I was in the Delta last week, and um, – with a client who who works on as a nonprofit in the Delta, uh, who works on healthcare outcomes, and I was very pleased to hear that the hospital in Cleveland is a fantastic hospital where they're delivering babies. The hospital in Indianola, the same situation. The hospital in Greenville as well. Are there problems in the Delta? Are there problems in rural Mississippi with access to to healthcare? Absolutely, there are. But let me tell you one of the things that I, I believe that Tate Reeves and I wish he would have done what I'm going to try to do right now, which is pivot to his record on education. Education and his record on jobs and and and, and uh, investment in Mississippi. In 2022, we had record investment in Mississippi. These are companies that are invested to say we believe in Mississippi workers. We want to bring new jobs there. A thousand jobs came to the Golden Triangle in 2022 that had an average salary of a hundred thousand dollars because they see the strides that we have made in the last ten years on education, where we are graduating four thousand more kids from high school, 4,000 more kids who have a better chance, have a better chance at a better life because they got a high school, they got a high school diploma. So I think these are important things that I wish would have come up more uh, last night that I'm bringing up right now, Brandon. Sorry. All right, let's move on to taxes. Reeves ran in 2019 on a platform of eliminating the state income tax and the legislature did make cuts. 
Uh, last night he said it was a good step, but he wants to see more done. He wants to see that tax eliminated. But Presley says he wants to cut the tax that disproportionately affects low-income Mississippians the most. And here's a clip. I want to cut the sales tax on groceries. We have the highest sales tax on food of any state in the United States of America. Tate Reeves wants to talk about being such a tax cutter. Hey, he talks so tough, but he does so little. He's been in office for 12 long years. He could have passed those tax cuts. He could have gotten the sales tax off of groceries. He could have cut car tags, car tag fees in half. Austin, why does the governor think further cuts to the income tax is the best way to go? Well, I will say I, I was... The, I'm I'm not going to be critical of 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 Brandon, not Brandon Jones, but Brandon Presley of of last night. Um, but I thought this was a really bad answer for him. I mean, it is clear that the two of the largest tax cuts we've seen in the history of Mississippi, they may be the two largest tax cuts. One happened when Tate Reeves was lieutenant governor and one happened when he was governor. So if you're going to talk about who is the tax cutter of these two individuals, and some of that's not fair to to, to Brandon Presley because yeah, he's he's been a he's been a public service commissioner where they're not able to really t- cut taxes, uh, but it's very clear there's no comparison here to who's the one who is more focused on lowering income on lowering taxes. Period, uh, and 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 that's that that's clearly Tate Reeves. I, I think for uh, Brandon Presley, the focus has been on giving Mississippians throughout the state, regardless of whether or not they're well connected regardless of whether or not they make a ton of money, regardless of whether or not they got friends in the governor's mansion, access to this economy. And so what he is drawing the line on is what taxes do we really study and make changes to? And he's exactly right. It makes no sense at all that Mississippi has the regressive tax structure that it does, where we charge more on grocery taxes than any other state in the country, and then car tags. Car tags are in the top ten. And so we are have these regressive tax policies where we have taxes that are high for people that disproportionately affects the poor, and then we're cutting slack for folks at the top of the income bracket, which, by the way, at the end of the day, affects whether or not you can fund programs tomorrow. And so we haven't fully funded our public schools in nearly two decades, and we're going to continue not to fund them. We have road problems throughout this state. Everyone listening to my voice right now knows that. We're going to continue to have road problems because we're raiding the coffers to, to, to do the things we have to do. Did you have a comment? Um, I, listen, a lot of this is tax shifting. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, if you go if you go cut grocery taxes and you go cut car tax, I live in Hines County. I promise you, I'd love to see car tax cut. I pay the highest car ta- tax on car tax. I'm sure in the state, the, the legislature, you as a former member, legislature is going to have to make up for that. Now, that's about priorities, and that's something that the legislature could do. Uh, and I'd like to see those things done. But anybody. Who's getting a paycheck in the Mississippi? If you're if you are cutting income taxes, is gonna get a tax cut. So it, it's it is this a debate that we could go round and round on? But I just think very simply, if you're for someone who's gonna cut taxes, that's, that's just clearly Tate Reeves in this argument. Okay, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue the discussion about last night's debate. <laughs> Hi, I'm Richard Gershon, the host of In Legal Terms and a professor at the University of Mississippi School of Law. If you miss a live In Legal Terms episode, find our podcast, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. 
This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. It's made possible in part by contributions from podcast listeners. Please consider making a contribution by going to the Donate Now tab at mpbonline.org. Thanks for your financial support. You're listening to Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. We continue our coverage, our highlights of last night's gubernatorial debate. I'm speaking with our political analysts, Republican Austin Barber and Democrat Brandon Jones. Mississippi has scored high on academic improvement in recent years and was one of the most resilient states during the pandemic last night. Republican incumbent Tate Reeves referred to this as the Mississippi miracle. But Democrat Brandon Presley says teachers are still underpaid and schools underfunded. First thing you do in Mississippi when it comes to public education is you put your money where your mouth is. And the truth is, we have not fully funded public education but two times in the entire existence of our state funding formula. Only two times. This guy's been lieutenant governor and governor for 12 years. He should have been funding public schools, fully funding public schools all 12 years. It hasn't happened. And when it doesn't happen, when the legislature and the governor do not fully fund public education, it falls upon local boards of aldermen, local city councils, local boards of supervisors, local school districts to do what? Raise your property tax. We've invested in public education, but we've invested in the classroom. The teachers union that supports Brandon wants us to give unlimited resources to the district office. We want to invest money in the classroom. We want to invest money in teacher salaries. That's the reason that $6,100 a year raise, which costs somewhere in the neighborhood of $300 million a year. All told, we've increased funding by about $400 million a year to our public schools. Um, And even Brandon just admitted that this year that we did it, but he's upset that we didn't do it sometime 15 years ago. Thank you. I'm very upset. You got that right, Governor. I'm very upset at the fact that you've not fully funded public schools. It's not just upset. I'm mad when I see my local property taxes go up and people throughout the state see their local property taxes go up. If you're watching tonight and your local property taxes went up to pay for education, you can thank Tate Reeves for it. Austin, you touched on education. What do you think of the argument being made by Presley that chronic underfunding of the state's public education funding formula is causing low taxes to rise? I I don't even know what he's talking about. Uh, What what I can tell you is that this is a big difference in, in, in these two candidates, or at least I can tell you that the record that um, Tate Reeves has on education is is being applauded by the New York Times, the L.A. Times. That just doesn't happen very often. Um, I, I, I would imagine when William Winter was governor, there were there were probably national stories, Brandon, that were written about that. But 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 this is happening. This is happening because of policy decisions that conservative leadership at the Capitol made when Tate Reeves was lieutenant governor, when Delbert Hoseman was lieutenant governor, uh, and when Tate Reeves was, is, has been governor. These are decisions that were made to make sure that we are going to pay our teachers higher than the southeastern average, to, to add in the third grade reading grade, which grade, gate, excuse me, which has raised test scores for fourth graders, and to see that our Kids are graduating high school above the national average at nearly 89%. As I said earlier, this is important. 4,000 more kids are graduating high school a year. More than 10 years ago, Brandon. Yes. Look, uh, 
Tate Reeves has had to be dragged kicking and screaming into these good outcomes. The people who are responsible for these outcomes are bipartisan members of the legislature who have had to fight tooth and nail for everything they've gotten for teachers. And look, we were in such a hole due to Tate Reeves' time as lieutenant governor running the Senate of this state that we have had to make up unbelievable ground. And by the way, the raises we just gave teachers are already back behind in last in the southeastern regional average. So we already have more work to do. When Tate Reeves was lieutenant governor in 2019, he opposed teacher pay raises. Every teacher in Mississippi knows that. They will remember it well. In 2020, Tate Reeves vetoed the education budget. He vetoed the MAEP. He was the first governor in 20 years to be overridden by his Republican legislature. So Tate Reeves has had to be dragged kicking and screaming for every positive education outcome we have in this state. The only thing Tate Reeves truly cares about in education is vouchers. He's fought to put them in the budget time and time again. When he vetoed the bill in 2020, that's the only part he didn't veto. And who is that? His friends. Those are people who put a lot of money in his campaign. And so Tate Reeves, pro-education governor, uh, not really. Well, how can Democrats win over voters? I mean, you're critical of Reeves, but we are seeing good changes happening in education. Well, and, and credit where it's due. Those, those, those things that Austin and you talked about are worth heralding. We should be proud of those things. But Desiree, it's a great question, and my answer to that is ask a public school teacher. Ask the people who understand these issues better than anyone else in the state, and they will tell you this governor has not been supportive of them or their schools. And they are the best judges of whether or not we're doing a great job. Teachers, parents, people who are involved in our public school system. And they're, they're, to me, they're the best evangelists for that question. All right. Let's move on to the big topic of last night, which was public corruption that came up. Presley accuses Tate Reeves of being involved in the TANF scandal and having a pay-to-play system for accessing his office by giving campaign donations. Reeves, likewise, accuses Presley of taking money from a solar panel company that was questionable. Austin, Presley proposed changes last night to the state's ethic rules. Do you think there needs to be more accountability in state government? Uh, there always needs to be more accountability in state government. There, yeah, I, I, I totally uh, – uh, um, I'm not going to disagree with that. But this, this insistence by Brandon Presley to say, hey, you're involved in the TANF schedule – I love Tate Reeves' answer because he says, what, do I have a time machine? I would need a time machine to be involved with that. He was not governor. The agency that was involved with that is an executive branch agency, which reports directly to the governor. And this was a problem. They spent so much time uh, focusing on that and going back and forth, and the moderators allowed that. We did not get a chance to hear other questions come up, like the ballot initiative. I guarantee there was two or three other really good questions that are on voters' minds. And I, the ballot initiative was one that I thought they would come up, because I know that's an issue that, that, that voters care about. That just didn't. They didn't get a chance to get to those because the moderators and the and 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 uh, APT just allowed them to stay on these types of things for too long. Issues that 
I, they're just frustrated. I, I'm frustrated now because we're sitting here talking about well, this. Look, I'd be frustrated too if I had to defend Tate Reeves. Everybody who knows Tate Reeves knows that he's a kind of maniacal control freak. He's taking credit for everything that happened in the country while he was lieutenant governor, but not this. $77 million, the biggest scandal in state history, and he was just absent. Look, there are, there's evidence to show his involvement. He was helping to direct money to his personal trainer. That's, that is not me telling you that. That's not Brandon Presley telling you that. That's Tate Reeves and his text messages telling you that. And then he fired the one guy who was issuing subpoenas to try to get to the bottom of it, Brad Pigott, former United States attorney. And then later we have this weird family involvement with Brett Favre. I don't know what the, the, the tentacles of this thing come back to Tate Reeves, and he's not answered for it. He also hasn't done a single thing. To, to Desiree's question, to make this less likely to happen again. Who opposes ethics reform in Mississippi? Tate Reeves. Who has not asked this legislature to do one thing to make sure that poor people in this state aren't robbed blind by people who are connected to politicians? Tate Reeves. I don't think it's that hard of a connection to draw. You don't uh, th- need a time machine. Is, you were lieutenant governor. Is, this is ridiculous. You, you, you're my friend, and I like you, but you know that's not true. <laughs> He was not governor. This is insane. This is insanity that we're sitting here wasting time talking about this. But since you went so hot on that, I have to bring up the fact that Brandon Presley is taking contributions from people that he regulates. That was brought up last night over and over and over. I would have rather have seen us talk about other things. But if if Presley and his friends in the media are going to be so hot on this, you have to come back and say, look, we've had three PSC commissioners in the past who've went to jail so don't you know you you, you got to bring up that fact as well. I don't like talking about any of this. I want to talk about what is their what do they see on education? What do they see on crime? Crime is a huge issue for us for those people who live and work. Too in bad Jack- we can't get to crime. I wish but we had more we're time. Running out of time, unfortunately, because there are a, li- a lot of issues that need to be discussed when you talk about uh, who is going to be in that role, but. Uh, This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Stick around for a full morning of Mississippi programming. We appreciate you gentlemen. Thank you so much for being with us.